Welcome to the Regular Guys Random Things Weekly Podcast. Thanks again for listening to these regular guys talk about the most random things. So sit back and relax while they get started. Hey, all of you great and wonderful podcast listeners. This is the RGRT uh, Random Podcast. I'm Dustin. I'm playing host today because Scott is off. Uh, playing John. What? Oh, who is that? We have a special guest back in the studio today. Yo, yo, this is Wiggity Whack. Got John back with us uh, after his six-week paternity leave. Gotta love it. What we call it a vacation slack time. Because we heard from your wife that you weren't doing anything. <laughs> <laughs> But she says that year round, that's not a paternity leave thing. <laughs> it's good to have you back. Uh, Scott, unfortunately, uh, had a family vacation planned and he is out uh, this week enjoying some time with the family and slacking off, I guess. I guess I'm the the glue that holds this podcast together. Wouldn't it be fun? Yeah, you're the only one that doesn't play Destiny. That's the, that's the thing. <laughs> He's probably out there in Destiny world slacking it up. Maybe. So what have you been up to? Um, well, I was on the paternity leave. So um, one of the things I did a lot of was help my father-in-law with his deck. He's putting in a deck. I think you'd mentioned that in one it's of the times we called in. How? Yeah, that's true. It's crazy how much they cost. He's doing all the work, and you know it's still going to cost fifteen, twenty grand, whatever. It's a big oh, deck. It's not, big, a, it's huh? not a small deck. Yeah, it's a big deck, but it's a multi-level, um, like twenty by fifty feet or something like that. It's pretty big. I did that deck in my backyard. It's eight by eight, I think, mm-hmm. and. Um, the top is treks. The bottom under under part is wood. Mm-hmm. But it was eight hundred bucks. Yeah, it it cost quite a bit. It's a lot of money. So anyway, I I did a lot of that, and um, I, the Destiny players would probably be mad at me because I didn't play much. You didn't, huh? I wasn't feeling it. So. Just because you're bored and there weren't people on during the day or... I was so tired from not sleeping. And then if I did get on, I typically felt guilty, you know, because... Because your wife's taking care of the baby and the kids and you're overplaying Destiny? Well, she's... Catelyn's like pretty high maintenance right now. And she had colic for a bit. That was hell... Um, or not great. Sorry. <laughs> You're fine. Um, and yeah. So I just, I haven't felt up to it. I haven't really wanted to. Um, they have a big DLC drop tomorrow, uh, as part of the annual pass mm-hmm. black armory. I'm sorry today. Huh? It's today. Yeah. Tuesday. Today, Tuesday. Yep. Today's Tuesday. Holy cow. Yeah. So it dropped today. And I'll, I want to check that out, but I found out there's a light level increase, I think. From 600 to what? I don't know. I, I've not, I've not investigated, at it at all. but somebody, I read a, a title that said light level increase confirmed and I, and I went to watch it. I don't know what happened. I don't, I didn't end up watching it or li- reading it, but anyway, so that just bugs me. You know, I felt like we were just finally at a light level that we could do stuff together. And then now it's we're all behind again. Yeah. Do you think it'll be a big... Because this last expansion was kind of a big expansion. Do you think this one will just be a smaller expansion yeah. with a smaller increase? Yeah. I feel like I feel like Forsaken was like releasing Destiny 2. And then the annual pass updates will be like Curse of Osiris and um, Warmind is kind of my is, is my idea. I'm not positive on that, but that seems like the pattern they're trying to follow. I don't even think I've I'm I'm still like 495. I haven't even got my light level up to 600 yet, but I've just barely started being able to play again. Um, I finished oh. all my medical issues last Friday, and so I was able to sit down and play a little bit without getting any headaches or not getting any nausea. So I might get on a little bit more. Hmm. It's also a busy time of year for us, so 
I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. So I, I actually was during. I played Pokemon way more than I played Destiny. Pokemon Go. No, Pokemon. Let's go, Pikachu. Which, oh, I don't know how much you want me to talk about this. You can cut me off whenever you want. But it's a lot of fun. Okay. It. Well, yeah. You're I'm done. I'm done. Okay. <laughs> next. Um, but so anyone that ever played Pokemon back in the day played it on at best the Game Boy um, Color. Mm-hmm. So red and blue were released on the regular Game Boy and then yellow was released for the color. And they use that uh, description very loosely because if you've ever played a Game Boy Color, it was like monochrome with a few little highlights. Not even 16-bit color? I doubt it. I mean, I don't know. I don't know what it officially I was. I never had. I, I had the original Game Boy, which was a monochrome. And then after that, I never, and, never got anything. And, and if you didn't have it in the right light, you couldn't see the LCD, you know? And it, it's just rife with problems. Were they a great little handheld game device? Yeah, they were killer. I mean, at the time, they were so great. But then you go and you play the Pokemon emulators. And th- they look good. You, you're playing them on a computer screen typically, so that looks fine. And you play the game, and it's 8-bit, and that's pretty fun. But you're still stuck to the computer. I've always wanted to play Pokemon sitting on my couch with a controller. Um, and Pokemon, let's go Pikachu, let's go Eevee. So they always release two um, probably for money or whatever, so you can't get some in one, you can't get some in the other, you have to buy both to get both or trade or whatever. Um, it ha- It is the coolest thing to happen to Pikachu, or I'm sorry, Pokemon, in like, since its birth. I love it. It's great. See, it's I don't, I don't know fun. anything about Pokemon at all. I never it's, played it, never. And that's fine. So, But for anyone who me. did, for anyone who did, this game is fantastic. It's yeah, so cool. fun. And they added a bunch of stuff from Pokemon Go. So you can actually trade Pokemon between your Pokemon Go account and your Switch. Mm-hmm. That's cool. I haven't figured that out yet, but I watch YouTube. Oh, so this videos. isn't this is only on your Switch, not yeah. on your Xbox. Right. Gotcha. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. So Pokemon is a Nintendo franchise. Yeah. So yeah, that's if it ever came to the Xbox, I would be very surprised. When you were saying emulator, I was thinking that maybe you had oh, installed computer. an emulator computer. on the Xbox or something. No, computer. And the emulator that I used uh I was 15 years old when I used it. Oh. <laughs> so it's been a long time since I've done that. But anyway, so I played a lot of that. And the reason I played that was that I could hold Catelyn and if she got upset or whatever, I could console her and and pause the game. And just put the speaker of the game in her ear. Yeah. So that yeah. she was like, what? Yeah. And, and I didn't feel like um, I was going to get killed or I was hanging up my, my mate's. So, yeah, I well, did a lot of that. A lot of the people in the clan probably don't play during the day either. I mean, I've gotten This on. was at night. Oh, was this it? This was at night. I didn't play. I, Gruff was mad at me. Uh, what the heck? You're never on, you know? And then I just know that some other people are like, that's weird. He's not on. But I just couldn't do it. I'm, I'm trying to do it. Last night I got on to, in an effort to be back on. And then I also tried to roll over my Gambit Infamy, but... I thought I was on my 3X rollover. I was on my 2X rollover, which is kind of disappointing, but that's okay. So, yeah. Yeah, I jump on like 5 o'clock when I get home from work on a couple of days, and nobody else is on. Nobody plays that early. So Usually, Limo and I will hop on around that time, but Limo's particular. If he doesn't want to do something in the game, he won't hop on at all. Yeah. So, if he's on... It's because he wants to do something. And so you got to join his, whatever his plan is. Yeah. One, one way, one way, Joe, one way limo. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you know, yeah. So what else do you have? I, I got to ask this. How was your dirty hippie Thanksgiving? That's what we're calling it. That's oh, what we man. called it while you were gone. There's no curry. There's no spices. There's no flavor. Where are the chips? No uh, coconut milk. No coconut milk. We did make um, the sweet potatoes the way that 
I like them. With and coconut oil. Yeah, and coconut oil and cinnamon. Nice. And the kids really like that too. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's something that everybody can enjoy. Um, Thanksgiving was a bit of a of a disaster. So I don't know how much you want to get into this either. But I had, we had, Cat, or Addison's birthday this year is on Thanksgiving. And so we planned her a birthday party. And it was for noon. So I know we had tried to schedule um, mini golf, but, or I'm sorry, uh, Frisbee golf, but you didn't text me and I didn't text you. Well, I ended up not going because the weather was was, uh, drizzling. cold. Yeah. So, so I, I got up that morning and Sid wanted to watch Harry Potter. And so we kind of lounged. Yeah. And the uh, it was starting to rain and drizzle by the time the rest of my family got up. And so and it was cold. So I just never planned going out. Yeah. And I tried to remember to text you that I wasn't going to make it because of her birthday that we were scheduling now that was kind of more recently planned. And the only times that I could remember to text you for whatever reason when it would be on my mind to do were crazy hours like one o'clock in the morning or <laughs> whatever <laughs> so I was like okay I'm just gonna I'm not gonna text him now that's that would be lame so I never did inform you but so we did that and we were just gonna have a little Thanksgiving meal with us because um, the in-laws were going to uh, to their family in Idaho. Yeah, my family, like some stuff happened, so I guess we just weren't going to do it. It was a my family year, so it was technically supposed to be a big production. It ended up being like nothing at all. And then, so my sister then plans something after she finds out that I planned to have a birthday thing at noon and dinner at 5 um, and then I planned dinner at five with my dad. Then she found out about that. And then she's like, well, actually we had always planned at two o'clock Thanksgiving. I'm like, well, if it was always planned, how come nobody told me and nobody knew about it? So I guess that was something she had in mind. I don't know. But at any rate, it ended up happening where we had a really nice birthday party for Addison, but dinner was, was weird so you just had dinner at your house then yeah and then we just had salad some chicken um chicken sweet potato and no I turkey i don't like turkey i'd what rather kind of have chicken? pork uh it was rotisserie hmm. which is pretty yummy did, did you just smoked, buy it from like costco. The, costco yeah costco rotisserie chicken so we just had some uh, salad and some sweet potatoes and some chicken and some rolls and that was it it was fine elizabeth and i were like why don't we just have our own though? You know, it, it ended up being kind of weird. Yeah. They got home really late from my sisters who had theirs at one, but it actually started at like three. So they'd basically just eaten and then they'd come back at five. It's like, mm, this is weird. Yeah. Two, two dinners in one day is pretty hard. Yeah. So anyway, it was fun. It, it wasn't as hippie as I'd like it, but yeah, so it's it was just dirty, but not hippie. Yeah. It's not about me. So <laughs> I, I typically don't get what I want, but I'll tell you, man, if I had a really delicious yellow curry with some rice and spring roll, you know, oh, that would that would be delicious. Yeah, I'm out. And I would be so thankful. <laughs> <laughs> so I got up on Thanksgiving, and like I said, I was I had planned on going Frisbee golf, but I'd been kind of watching the weather a little bit. Did and you smoke anything? I did. So when I got up, it was kind of drizzly. Uh, it wasn't actually drizzly when I got up, but I, I went and checked the weather and, um, saw that there was a storm coming in. And so I sat down and turned on the Macy's day parade and I was watching that for a little bit. And then slowly the rest of my house started waking up around eight, nine o'clock. And by the time that happened, it was, it was raining outside. And so, yeah, I was like, yeah, I'm not going to take the kids out. And so my daughter, uh, Sid, my youngest daughter, she's been pounding through the Harry Potter books. And so she had finished uh, the sixth book uh, just like the day before. So she was all pumped up. She was like, hey, can we watch the next Harry Potter movie? So I'm like, yeah, let's sit down and watch it. Because 
I've been, I'd been listening to the books as she'd been reading them. And so I'd already finished. And so, um, we sat down and watched Harry Potter. And then, um, as the got closer to noon, I went and fired up the smoker. And by then it had kind of stopped drizzling. And so I had loaded the charcoal up in the smoker and got some maple going uh, and got the smoker going and then went back in the house and did the rub down on the turkeys and injected them and pulled them out of the brine and blah, blah, blah. And then got those on the, the smoker. If you don't inject the turkey, like, do they just turn out dry as heck? No, because, I mean, I'm really watching those turkeys. Like, you know, I'm I'm keeping track of them pretty good. Um, and so as long as you take them off when they're about 165 to 170, you're usually fine. 165 is, I think 160, either 160 or 165 is the safe eating temperature for turkey. Um, but you want to go a little bit longer because the dark meat will tend to be a little bit rubbery. So you want to go a little bit longer. Uh, the breast will definitely be done before the dark meat. And so, um... That's why I like to inject them. I just inject straight butter into the breast, and they stay nice and moist um, no matter how long I cook them for. So I got the bird on, and uh, everything was rolling good. I had my temp right around 300. And then uh, Erica said, hey, we want to decorate the Christmas tree. And so just to kind of briefly touch on that, because I know that's more of our main topic later, um, I went and started getting the Christmas stuff out. And... I thought, well, I should put the probes in because I, I didn't have any of the probes. I didn't have my tank probe and I didn't have my meat probe on the turkey. I wasn't going to do it until I went to put it in foil. And so they'd been on about an hour and I went inside to get the probe and I went back outside and I opened up the the lid and it looked like I'd held that turkey to a diesel truck exhaust. <laughs> Like they were just, they looked bad. And I was like, oh my gosh. Like I contemplated going in the house and wetting down a paper towel and a rag and then going back out and wiping them down. (laughs) I wasn't quite sure what was going on. The saving grace was that my brother-in-law was cooking a turkey too because his wife doesn't like to try anything and she's not going to try smoked turkey. So that was a safe turkey. So that's the safe turkey. That's Mm. the backup turkey. So I was like, well, you know what? I'm not quite sure what's going on here, but I'm just going to roll with it. And I'm just going to put my probes in. I'm going to go about doing my stuff for my wife. So I went in did the stuff. After about another 45 minutes, I came back out. Um, I hadn't opened the tank at that point. Um, I'd kept the tank closed, but I'd been watching the firebox and, and putting wood and stuff in. Checking the temp too. Checking the temp. So... Uh, at, at just about two hours, it was time to put them in the foil and wrap them and, uh, and get them all set up, uh, to finish. So I went out there and I opened up the lid and they had turned a nice golden brown. Ooh. Um, that black had gone away. Um, and so I was like, okay, usually when you get that kind of black, it, it's, it's dirty smoke. you like, I thought yeah. I had done something dirty. Yeah. But they all they started browning up nice, and so at that point, I put him in a foil pan, wrapped him in foil, added some stock in the bottom to kind of moisten things up, and then I let him roll for about another hour. Um, and at that point, they were actually about one seventy five in the thigh, and they were about one eighty in the breast. And so I was a little bit worried that I had overcooked them, but I knew I had injected and I'd, I'd done enough stuff. So I pulled them off, let them rest for a half hour. We went to the in-laws house and I cut the turkey first and tasted the first piece. And I was like, oh, it tastes great. So what I'm thinking now is maybe I used quite a bit of paprika and I'm thinking that paprika burnt kind of burnt and started turning that brown, but they tasted wonderful. Um, I used maple, so it was a little bit lighter smoke, tasted really good, um, I had one whole smoked turkey left over that we've, uh, I made turkey stew with the next day or soup with the now, next day. Does okay. Correct me if I'm wrong here, but doesn't making turkey stew out of smoked turkey, isn't that kind of like using barbecue sauce on chicken or steak sauce on steak? No. So I used, I used maple. So it was a lot lighter of a smoke this year. So it's um, almost, almost undiscernible it almost just tasted just like a real nice turkey no it tasted smoky but the next day all of the white meat 
wasn't really smoky anymore oh. because we'd eaten all of kind of the top layer of the yeah. white meat. And mm. so the inner layers of the white meat. So I taken that white meat, chopped it all up. And then I made a soup and I made it out of red potatoes, celery, carrots, onions, and then turkey mm, in a stock. Good. And mm. it was really good. Shoot. And then, um, last night, Erica finished the white meat off last night with a, a casserole. The dark meat actually stayed a little more smoky. So it was hmm. pretty good. I wonder if that's uh, because of the different fat content or something. I don't know. Like maybe the smoke stayed in the fat easier or something. Yeah. So I brought one whole smoked turkey home and maybe about a quarter of the other one. So I had quite a bit of meat left. I had about, I had one full 12 pound bird left and then maybe a quarter of the other bird. So yeah, it was nice to have some turkey leftovers. And um, the next day I got up and went, fishing i went up to strawberry and fished in the cold and uh so we had a good day fishing i caught a bunch of fish and you didn't text me fun. i know i didn't the heck you can't scare away the fish you don't have a boat you don't have a waiters you can't don't have scare a away the fish dustin there's a lot of, <laughs> there's a lot of reasons why i didn't invite you or others <sighs> but um so you okay so let's talk about what kind of fishing you did then i don't need waiters a boat and I do have a rod for shore fishing, which you must not have done. No. So I was in my pontoon boat out in the middle of the lake trolling around. You have a boat? Uh, I have a kick boat. So a one man pontoon boat type. What's a kick boat? Where you kick off the shore? No, it's a, it's an inflatable and it has a row rack on top. And uh-huh. so it's a one man pontoon style boat. It's mm-hmm. actually a Dave Skaden Outlaw X5, which is... It's in a U shape, but it, it takes the shape of a, a pontoon boat. Hmm. So I'm kicking around with fins on my feet, and I have oars. Oh, that's what you mean by a kick boat. Yeah. So oh. I'm just out kicking around, trolling, you know, catching, using fly rod with streamers, stripping streamers. And um, you got to have waders because you're in the water, and it's freaking cold out there. And that so water is probably, what, 60, 50 degrees? Um. No, it's probably colder than that. Colder. I, I would say Ugh. I would say under forty. Good grief! Yeah. So you know, with the with the pontoon boat, I sit above the water, but my feet still dangle yeah. in the water with the fins. Yeah. Um, and two boats in my brother-in-law's car. There were no extra seats, so whoever else would have gone would have had to sit you know, on top with the boats. They would have had to just driven their own car. There's no oh. way we could fit another guy, but it's kind of hard when you know you're out in the lake like we didn't come to shore only two times like yeah. you drink so much and then you got to get rid of it <laughs> so you you come to shore to get rid of you it come to shore for relief <laughs> for relief <laughs> then you go back out and fish and you fish until you're too cold and what happens you if in. you pee in your waders you sit and pee <laughs> <laughs> if it doesn't let the water in it doesn't let the water out <laughs> <laughs> that's too funny so what do you wear in your waders like wool or thermals or anything like that to uh, keep warm yeah uh, some thermals on and then i had uh some fleece pants hmm. that i wear underneath that keep you warm enough or were you still pretty cold no i was fine yeah i i, I have enough cold weather gear that i dressed accordingly and i was warm my feet your feet sit in the water and then you have a pair of boots on you know kind of restricts circulation then you have a set of fins on that you have to tighten down restrict circulation a little bit too so your feet get cold so it's kind of nice to come back loosen that all up let your circulation get going again and what about using the cheater cheater pouches that the skiers use yeah they make a couple uh couple of different ones you can sit on the inside of your socks nothing works real great no, like I usually end up start sweating and they just don't last very long. Mm. And then, and then you're cold after you sweat too. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't like my feet to be hot and I'm okay with them getting cold. I usually wear a nice pair of wool socks. Mm. And if I get cold, I just come in, I fix the circulation problem. Then I go back out. Mm. And then at some point in time, you can't fix the circulation problem anymore because you're just too cold. And so then you're done for the day. But taking someone to sit on the shore you know, you can't really get to the shore, so you have to walk down because it's all snowy, and then you're going to be sitting in the snow, and you're going to be sitting in the cold, and you're That's not moving not or fun. not keeping warm. No, you would so go to fish, not go to sit on the shore. Most people don't want to go sit on the shore in the middle of November at Strawberry. So yeah. and then Saturday I got up and had another good day, um, and then I, I, 
I, I've kind of kept this a secret, but basically I I was diagnosed with eye cancer four months ago. You I know herpes? this. A lot of people knew. I herpes, yeah. <laughs> so I've been taking a chemo drop, and it's been making me feel like crap. I've just been miserable for the last four yeah, months. You do seem way more chipper now that you mention it. Yeah, and so Friday was my last drop. Mm. I took my last drop Friday night. Mm. Um, Friday was a good day still because I was out having fun, but I never realized how bad I really felt until I was done taking the chemo. You did really good with the amount of kicked in the face that you got by that, I would say, but I'm not surprised that you were surprised how kicked in the face you were because there's there's a difference between you taking that stuff and you not. Well, I just, I think I just felt like I, I didn't, I never really, uh, felt good. Well, I, you, I guess you just, after four months of this, I just got used to feeling like crap. And so Saturday I got up and, you know, I, I felt the same way I do every morning. Uh, as the day went by, I was like, uh, <laughs> I feel a little bit better. And then Sunday I woke up and I was like, Wow, I feel really good. Like, man, I feel better. And then yesterday, I felt a lot better. Um, today, I feel like I, I'm getting back to normal. And it's it's been weird after four months. I just I I really feel like what it feels like to get normal now. So that's kind of cool. I I hadn't really talked about it on the podcast before. Or, or there's a lot of people that still don't know, but I've mentioned enough times that I've been taking medicine that maybe feel like crap. I guess it's just time to get the cat out of the bag. So. I feel better now. I have a doctor's appointment on Thursday. We'll see how that goes. But You're living proof that eye herpes could be cured. It can, yeah. <laughs> yep. I don't know why I'd call it that, but... <laughs> Unprotected eye sex gives you eye herpes. <laughs> okay, so here's an interesting point you bring up. This is a philosophical idea. This isn't planned, and you can cut me off whenever you want because this is like a waxing philosophical thing. But you take you on, on chemo meds, and how you feel. You feel like crap. So many people are alive and feel like crap and don't know why. You can't blame it on chemo meds, right? They, in fact, they've, they've lived feeling like that for so long, it's their normal. And the people around them get this perception of them like, oh, that guy's such a total, you know, or that chick has big time, blank, 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 you know. And... Some people, so I say you handled your medication and the way it made you feel well. Some people don't handle it well. Like, for instance, same same medicine, same situation on another, let's say another guy, and he treats everyone like crap, and nobody wants to be around him, and everything all day long is whining, 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 pity party, right? Yeah. But the same, the same f- medicine, right? So... It just makes me think about being more understanding to people because a lot of times the people that are really rude or really like, can I say douchey? I don't know. Yeah, Maybe douchey. Okay, douchey. I think, I wonder if they just feel like crap and they suck at handling it and they don't even know what feeling good feels like. And I don't know the answer to any of these questions. It's just interesting and it's kind of a thing that uh, like a bone I've thrown to humans as I've got older, which is, I just really don't think most people are idiots. I just think some people feel like crap all the time and it's normal and they don't handle it well and they're not fun to be around. I'm not saying that they're any more fun to be around with this consideration. They're not, they suck. But I, it makes me wonder like what they are inside. If, if you took off this shell that can impose well, I think I think a lot of I think a lot of things come down to to happiness too. Like like um I didn't feel good, but I was still happy. Pretty happy. Like I enjoyed being with my kids, I enjoyed hanging out with friends. Um and when I was really kind of happy, the kind of garbage went away. <laughs> Quit pointing your finger at the sky. But uh, just generally, yeah, I think if you've if you've got a medical condition or something, maybe you don't know about it, or you know, even if you're not happy, or you're allergic depressed. to a food and you don't know it, and yeah, it's making possibly. you feel like crap, and you've been eating the food for 15 years, 
and it literally ruins you. And but it doesn't ruin you enough to investigate, but it ruins you enough that it is affecting your happiness, or at least you're treating people like crap, and they're going to treat you like crap, and that's that doesn't breed happiness. Your attitude, I think, helped you be happy. You yeah, could just have easily true. had a bad attitude, I think. Yeah. And, you know, after four months, like every time I started a new... So the chemo that I took is a lot different than intravenous chemo. You know, that destroys everything in your whole body. So the chemo that I took, uh, your eye is not a part of the lymphatic system. So it, it you have to put it directly into your eye. Um, therefore, it doesn't really get into your bloodstream. Um, so you don't lose kind your... Kind of blink it out. I didn't lose my hair, but it does get into your digest your digestive and sinus system. So huh. you swallow it, you feel like crap. Like for four months, I had a continual backache, Ugh. and that just and it's probably kidneys or something. No, it, it's like upper back. Oh, like okay. my back just hurt, hmm. and you know the chemo is the most potent in the first two weeks, and then after two weeks, it kind of loses potency, and then I would start another round, and it was strong, and so. The first two weeks were really bad. The second two weeks weren't as bad, but then I would go right back, you know, and I, I had that little glimpse of not feeling good and, and feeling better after two weeks. But when I was done, man, it was just night and day. Like I really realized how much, how much that crap does to your body. It's bad, but all right, enough about that. Hmm. I'm done with chemo. Yeah. No, Nemo chemo. That's Yay. what my kids say. <laughs> Nemo chemo. That's, that's so they draw cute. me Nemo pictures, but that's funny. Yeah. Other than that, I mean, I had a good weekend, good Thanksgiving. I can't complain. Um, I didn't really work on my drift trike. I got a Christmas light project that I'm working on. I saw that. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So I guess maybe that will that kind of leads us into our topic, and that is wait. How long have we been talking, and we're not at our topic? We're at 32 minutes. We're halfway Holy done. Holy cow. That's all right. We had a lot of catching up to do. Who is the big jabber butt here? You. I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> I've been watching the clock. I know who's talked the most. <laughs> Welcome back, me. So so today we wanted to talk about um, not necessarily Christmas lights, because I think we want to cover that in a, in another subject, but... Let's talk about, um, and we might get might get a little grief from Scott. I was hoping Scott would be able to dial in today, but he had something going on, so he texted me and he couldn't. <coughs> but let's talk about um, Christmas trees. What do you do for a Christmas tree? Let's talk about around the house decorating. Do you like to decorate? Do you not like to decorate? Do you like to put up lights? Do you not like to put up lights? Not going into the light detail of, of what coolness, but... What do you think what hippies would you like? do at Christmas time? Uh, you light candles and put up uh, beads in the doorway. Like what color beads? Uh, rainbow color beads. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> not all hippies like rainbows, okay? <laughs> <laughs> tie-dye beads. <laughs> rainbow tie-dye beads. <laughs> so... Let's start with Christmas trees. Christmas what, tree. what do you guys do with Christmas tree? We we buy a real tree. You buy a real tree from yeah. the store? N- from a lot. From a lot. I mean, I don't know what you mean in the store. You mean like Home Depot? Well, that's a, that's what I meant. From a, 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 Christmas a tree, tree lot or yeah. Home Depot or, I mean, heck, Sam's Club. We don't go and them. chop our own. Mostly because I don't know where it's allowed. And also because, and this is a, this is a fun fact, the Christmas tree lot people that farm the trees... They actually do trimming over time. Over the life of the tree, they'll cut it and kind of shape it a little bit. Yeah, it's a nice shape. And so if you go and try and get a pine tree in the forest, it could look like it had run into a couple other things, you know, during its growth. And so anyway, I mean, you can make it work. It's fine. We just don't. I don't know how to do it. I don't know where to do it. I don't care. So we go and we spend. So I, I live in a basement. And, uh. The ceiling's only, I don't even know, like seven feet or eight feet tall. It's pretty short. Probably eight, seven and a half, eight. It's probably, yeah, it's short. So, you know, getting a 15-foot tree is pointless. It would just go up to the ceiling and then bend over and and be a a horizontal Christmas tree for several feet. So we just get a real small tree, like a four or five-footer. It kind of looks like a Charlie Brown tree sometimes. 
We've done this for two or three years, two or three, four years, because we borrowed my in-laws' little Christmas tree before that, a fake one. And we're like, it only costs 20 or 30 bucks if you get a short tree, especially if it's not real full. Yeah. You know, like Charlie Brown Christmas tree, not very expensive. Yeah. And then we throw a bunch of lights on it and some decorations, and it looks, it ends up looking really nice, I think. And, um, and we don't have to store it. So that's really what I'm driving at with why we get a real tree is I don't have anywhere to put the fake one when so we're not using it. You you mentioned Charlie Brown tree. Does your wife want to have a really pretty tree? Like your kids put the ornaments on and they're all in one clump on one branch and then your wife comes back and she arranges them so they're all even and nice and pretty. Is that is well, that how you guys go? Or? We instruct the kids to spread them out a bit, you know. And, and but after so. they're done, the kids have walked away. They've gone to bed for the night. Do you, no. you don't mm-hmm. go rearrange? <laughs> no, uh, she's not. She's not that particular on it um we don't have that many ornaments either so when i first got married um we bought trees at a christmas tree lot we went went found a a good looking tree um and then at one point in time we did the research to go cut down a tree and we looked online and found, uh, or actually, uh, probably wasn't even online at the time. I don't know if, if the internet was really a big thing at this time, but so we did some research to find out where we could go cut down a Christmas tree. We found that they sold tree permits in uh, by Vernal, so you take Highway 40 up towards Flaming Gorge, you can go. So we got a room, made a weekend out of it, went and drove, uh, took the the saw out, found a Christmas tree went with a, a set of friends. Uh, they found a tree to cut down. We, we both cut down trees. At the time, I had a vaulted ceiling, so I picked a pretty big tree. I, f- I felt like I, I, I picked a pretty good tree, a uh, pretty good-looking tree. They did the same. Uh, their tree was a lot bigger than mine. I mean, they hung over the ends of my car. I mean, it was Clark, Clark family Griswold Christmas. Uh, but we made a fun weekend out of it. I got home. Uh, I didn't have any kind of tape measure or anything with me. I couldn't get the tree in the house. Oh. <laughs> so I start hacking from the bottom until the tree was pretty manageable. Till it was cylindrical. Yeah. So, and you know, till it fits in through the door now. So I've taken about, um, I don't know, six feet off the bottom of this tree. Wow. And now it's tall enough to fit in the very peak of my vaulted ceiling in my house. Uh-huh. But it was tough to get in the house because it was so, you know, round. When hold on, when you say you took off six, six feet, you you took it off from the trunk to the middle. Six feet, six feet in length. Okay. No, from the bottom, I cut six of the six feet of. It was probably about five feet of the bottom of the tree off, and my tree was still that tall. Wow. And it was hard to get in the house. <laughs> so we get in the house. It takes half the living room because it's gigantic. And so when you were describing that, I thought you took six feet off of the sides. No. So it lost its, you know, kind of triangle like shape and looked like a cylinder. <laughs> That's why I made that comment. But it makes more sense now that you describe taking it off six feet of its length. So now I don't have enough lights. So I start buying lights <sighs> and I keep going to the store to buy lights. About that. And find out end up with enough lights. And the tree was pretty. It was a good looking tree. Uh it was a little thin, but it was still a good looking tree. We did a really good job you know, decorating it. I mean, it it was really a pretty tree. It smelt good. The problem is, is it started dripping sap all over the carpet. Yep. So at some point in time, what do you think that skirt was for, bro? Yeah. (laughs) Remember the skirts only three feet around the bottom of this tree. It's six feet around. So Erica spent hours upon hours pulling pine sap out of the carpet with rubbing alcohol and whatever. So, uh, I said I would be more than willing to go cut down a tree again and then bring it home and throw it on the fire. And then <laughs> it'll never come into the house again. <laughs> so at that point in time, Erica found a really good deal on a fake tree, a really pretty tree. She used a Michael's coupon. We got a fake tree. We've had this fake tree ever since. My wife wants a super pretty tree. She wants her own tree that can just be the most gorgeous, pretty, well-decorated tree. Mm-hmm. 
I want the kid tree where the handful of ornaments get thrown on one branch, you know, and as my kids have gotten older, they're more particular about trees, but I want the ornaments the kids made in school and I want the tree to breathe our family. I don't want it to breathe. Oh, look, we went to the store and bought this pretty tree and put it in the house. Yeah. Obviously you're decorating it, but I want more, something more family oriented. My wife wants something different. The tree we have right now, it's got light problems. It's probably going to end up in the basement, which is where I would rather have the Christmas tree is in the basement where we have a great big giant room where we could stack presents around. That tree will probably end up down there with some makeshift lights. Erica will have her nice pretty tree upstairs without presents around it really. So I think that's where we're moving uh, that way. I got the tree out of the storage room. I helped set it up and then that was it. I was done. The kids decorated it. They put it all together. They fluffed all the branches. They did all their own stuff. I sat out and tended the smoker. Um, and I'm okay with that. I'm not a big decorating guy. So I think that um, I we don't have space not only to have two trees, period, whether they're alive or fake, but I don't have anywhere to store two trees or one tree if they are fake. So... I don't have a problem with, we throw a bunch of lights on it and then I don't care if there's anything on it after the lights. And so anything the kids do is gravy. Yeah. And we've looked at lights or I'm sorry, <laughs> ornaments, at Costco and other places, but they're glass and they are soaked in glitter. And I, you talk about pine sap, man, you're getting glitter everywhere in your cracks, <laughs> all of them, you know? And you just never stop finding it. Once you let glitter, it's like evil. Once you let it into your home, it like finds there for weird, life. It finds weird places. And you roll around on the carpet a year later, and you're like, oh, "Where's all this glitter at, from?" Oh yeah, what the heck? Where's that? I vacuumed that four hundred times. <laughs> why do I have glitter everywhere? That's not like evil. That was a bad example, but yeah, I just man, that stuff is terrible. So, Ugh. so, so you we don't have a lot of ornaments. You guys do a Lego Christmas village like Scott does? Yeah, I have a picture of it right now on my phone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, actually, I've got the mantle done. So we have a, a Christmas train, Lego Christmas train, that probably won't get set up until we get a tree. And that'll go around the base of the tree? Yeah. And do you do other decorations other than the Lego Christmas village? No. Well, we have just a few things, a couple maybe reindeer prop things that we got from my sister because she didn't want them anymore. She shops at Pottery Barn and gets all the bling stuff, but I just can't afford that. And again, when you get decorations, when you're not using them, they have to be somewhere. They take up space, and we don't have any. So, you know, I I watched this video on YouTube um, because I was looking at TVs and stuff just to see what's out there. And they have these OLED TVs now that are basically, they're pixels wide. Yeah, they're they super are thin. so thin. I looked at them on Black Friday. Right. So, and then because they're so thin, there's no room for their um, HDMI ports. So they have this little like cable, like a PCI cable type, type look or a SATA cable looking thing come out from the bottom. And then that plugs into an HDMI box so that you can actually have ports or you can actually get video to your display. If I had something like that where I could go through like a Christmas themed slideshow or something, you know, I think that would be really cool. Super expensive. I mean, that's one of the most expensive ways you could do decorations that I could think of. But I just think that that would be cool in a small space to decorate with that because it can add a lot of presence to your room without taking up much space and the blacks are really crisp. So I'll finish this thought with this idea. When I got my iPhone, it's OLED, this and Samsung, blah, blah, blah. It doesn't matter. So when I use it as a nightlight, if I turn down my brightness, I cannot see my screen to the black in the room, except the part that's lit up. That's, so that's how good the black is. I cannot tell where my my block screen starts and stops. I can only see the picture. Yeah. So if you had something like that on your wall that was OLED and it was a fire, I think it would actually look like a fire. If you've ever done the fire on your 
shields. Yeah. You know, your LCD has so much backlight that it's gray, you know. It doesn't it doesn't have that same void of light look that a fireplace has when it's dark everywhere with the fire. I have a pretty good TV. I don't have an OLED TV, but when I bought my TV, I Do mean, you have it's a only, plasma? No, it's only 1080p, but it was the best of the best and had one of the truest blacks around. Mm-hmm. So, so you have good black. Good. Yeah, I don't have good black, but you know, I think that that'd be really cool. It would be cool. Very expensive. And we, you know, on your subject of storage space, we have a tree and then we have four or four. Well, let's say we have three medium-sized Rubbermaid bins, and then we have two gigantic Rubbermaid bins. So we have a lot of Christmas stuff. And my wife likes to craft, and she likes to build uh, crafty kind of Christmas stuff. And so, um, you know, we've got decorations for all of the holidays, and right now it's Christmas time, and so a lot comes out. I mean, she has little things everywhere, and... We have garland on the staircase and we have the tree and, um, you know, and, and everything has its own little touch. Like the Christmas tree, I built a, a big University of Utah block U and I put lights inside of it and it sits on top of our tree as a tree chopper. That's my contribution or <laughs> that's what I contributed to the tree. A lot of the ornaments are for my kids that they've gotten over the years or they've made, um, Erica has her little touches on the tree. The rest of the house is pretty much uh, Erica's design. And I, I'm okay with that because I'm not a big decorator. But my decorating really kind of happens outside. So without going into super details about what I have planned for lights, <clears throat> what kind of lights do you do on your house? Um, I So growing up fairly poor, which we did, um, we never, we really never had lights outside ever. And <clears throat> especially when they weren't LED, I mean, you got a, a light strand of incandescent and those puppies took hundreds of Watts of power, you know? So the people in the old school days that lit up their house at Christmas time, we're sucking thousands of watts from the grid. I don't even know what their power bill was, and maybe they didn't care, and it was just all part of the fun. I don't know. But we were poor. That never happened. So I I bought the house that we're in, and um, my parents still live there. And so it's basically never had lights ever. Maybe he might throw a light strand around the, the column by the front door maybe. That might have been done a year or two. I can't remember. But nothing other than that. And so I wanted to I wanted to have roof lights. And so I went to Costco and I bought um, some LED roof lights. The the big ones. The C8s or whatever. The C7s C7, probably. I don't know. They're either C7s or C9s. The C9s. <clears throat> That's the biggest one. Yeah. And... Um, the C7s are like kind of like this, and the C9s are like this, right? Yeah. Yeah, so I got the C9s. And <clears throat> I put them up, and it took like hours, like forever. And I I don't have, I just have the, you know, one level roof. It doesn't vault or anything, so it's yeah. just around the edge. But it's freaking cold, and I'm freezing, except my crack because I have to bend over the whole time and I have plumber's crack. <laughs> okay, so that's cold. But everything... Uh, oh, yeah. So I'm freezing, so including that. I don't know Including why your yeah, crack, including not excluding crack. your crack. Yeah, exactly. So um, it's just me. So I'm up there by myself, um, which isn't fun. It's just... It's miserable. And so one year I thought, I'm going to buy some stilts because I've had these lights now for two or three years. <clears throat> Like, like sheetrocking stilts? Yeah. It's like, for some good sheetrocking stilts, uh, it's like 150 bucks. I'm not, that's not ruled out. I may do that. Um, I did watch some YouTube videos on how to make your own stilts out of wood. Um, and I haven't ruled that out either. You can use a black pipe, cut it in half, and then um, you can use straps. So 
you lay your uh, leg, your calf into the half black pipe um, somewhere around the, the width of your calf because everyone's calves are different. So maybe you, maybe you need a four inch, maybe you need a 10 inch. I don't know. It depends on what we're talking about. But anyway, so I've thought about that. But at any rate, I, I could have put them up this year, had six weeks paid leave, right? And, and Elizabeth's <laughs> like, you're going to put the lights up? I'm like, I just don't, I just don't want to deal with it. So I didn't. So uh, first off, you can rent stilts. You can rent them you from can, where? You can rent stilts. Um, any place that rents any kind of tool. I diamond not know that. So you can rent a set of stilts. Second of off, you're going to rent stilts. You're going to buy lights and then you're going to pay your hospital deductible for ah! you fall and break your arm. <laughs> so, By the way, I already have the lights. <laughs> <laughs> in the end, you're probably just safer putting them on a ladder. Um, so that takes so long. Okay. <laughs> so the way I've been doing it is I squat at the edge of the roof, you know, and, and I put the lights on in front of me and I'm squatting with my back to the, to the pitch of the roof. If I pass out cause I'm fat. So <laughs> you're breathing I was, heavy. You're no, crouched down. I was <laughs> more. So when I was more fat, I'm less fat now, but when I was more fat, when you squat like that, your fat pushes on your lungs yeah. and you can't breathe. And I'm not kidding, Dustin. I was afraid of passing out of my <laughs> fatness on the roof and falling off of the roof. <laughs> and, and the alternative was a ladder. So I got a ladder and I used a ladder um, to, oh, you know what? I'll, I'll talk about another idea I had, but, but let me finish this thought. Um, I thought about using a ladder, but I would put the ladder up and then you only have about the length of your arm on each side of the ladder. And then the ladder's in the way of the ones right in front of you. So it's a freaking pain. Now, this is one other idea that I could do. I could do, um, the little giant type ladder where it folds in the middle. Yeah. And I could, and I could buy a, a, a one by 12. And do you I have, could, do you have a little giant already? I have the Warner brand, the blue one. So I have I have a, a little giant. You could borrow and borrow, and then and then put a two by twelve in between to have a little scaffolding. That yeah. could work. Yeah. And um, you know I'm not opposed to that idea, but man, bending over the edge of that roof, even now less fat, I, it scares me. And so we don't repair as fast anymore. <laughs> no. So I I've got the same deal. I've got uh, C seven lights incandescent. I don't even have LED. They're pretty and, cheap at Costco, at Sam's Club or Costco now. And I I run just the eve of my house. That's me too. And I've built a strand. Wait, that, no, the eve is the pitch, dude. It's the that's the ridge. So I I so I, you mean just the gutter? Sorry. Well, so I do the gutter, mm-hmm. and then on the front of my house, I have the uh, kind of an eve going up and then coming down, which is the easiest part because I'm not hanging over. I'm yeah. just kind of going up and then down that other side. Yeah. So I've built lights. I've put pre-hung. I put gutter hangers on them. So when I'm done at the end of the year, I just pull that off. I roll it up in one great big giant roll. So when I get up there on the house, I put it in the gutter and I just kind of unroll it. And then I sit on my butt and I scooch and I put every little gutter clip on, um, which makes it kind of easy. Um, either way, I would probably get on the roof, lay it in the gutter, and then put the ladder up and then go along, which is a pain. So I do the same thing. I squat down and I hang everything, every single thing up. Wait a minute. So you squat edge of the roof as well? Yep, I do. Have you f- noticed the breathing thing or no? Uh, probably when I was fatter, I okay. did. But now I'm less fat also. So oh. it's not as big as a problem. <laughs> Celebrate less fatness. But uh, so those are the lights I put up and then I put some lights up around everywhere. My goal is, is to get to a light that I never take down that you Hmm. don't see until it's illuminated. Hmm. So there's people that sell these kits or actually they don't sell a kit. There's these people that will come put these permanent lights on your house and it's thousands of dollars. You're talking the gutter kit. Yeah. So that's not Ridgeline though. What are you going to do for Ridgeline? How, how would you, so they actually put it underneath the Eve. So they don't actually put it at the gutter. They actually put it on the other side of the gutter. So they actually hang it in the Eve. Hmm. So they don't put them on the bottom of your gutter because the gutters can fall off. So they actually put it in the eave. And then on the pitch, I have an eave also. So um, 
they charge thousands of dollars for yeah, these kits. The yep. lights suck. Yep. The programming sucks. Yep. So that's one thing that I've had on my plate. Uh, I have a friend, Braxton, who used to do what was called a lightorama show, and he used to use multiple strings of incandescent lights. So if he wanted three colors, let's just say red, white, and green, he'd have to put three strands of lights on a single channel to get that flashing. And then he did it to music and blah, blah, blah. So is he a listener? Uh, he is, but he isn't. I don't know if he, I don't know the last time he listened to one, but so he's wanted to upgrade to LEDs and I kind of saw his thing and that got me interested. I started kind of researching it. Scott and I started researching it. Uh, long story short, I've bought some LED RGB LEDs. I've started programming. I've started figuring out the whole sequence. Uh, now I just need to design what I'm going to do on my house. Um, and we'll get to that at an, another episode. But so what I have now is not what I want to keep. I run incandescents. They're cheaper to buy. They're more expensive to run. Um, I think Christmas lights are a freaking conspiracy anyways, made up by the, the power company. <laughs> you know, everybody now is just to compete, run up the power bill. You run the air conditioning in the summer. You run your Christmas lights in the winter. Um, I'm pretty stingent. My Christmas lights do not ever get turned on before Thanksgiving. And they do not get turned on except for the day after Christmas. That's my window. You mean they, they don't get turned on after Christmas? Except yeah, one day the day after. A, day after Christmas is when they usually get turned on. But off. what are the hours that they're on overnight? Do you leave them on overnight? No, nope, I have them on a timer. They come on at 5 and they're off at a little 10.30. Yeah, that's uh, similar for me. I... um. But my timer is uh, from sundown to um, I don't remember at night, but it's not super late. And the the timer that I have has a light sensor, so as soon as it trips the the lumens low enough or whatever, mm-hmm. I and I don't know what that threshold is, then it'll turn on, and then it'll cut off. I think I have it set to like two hours after that. So whenever the sun goes down, they'll run for two hours and cut off. And they're LED. So I am not breaking the bank. I think each strand was like seven watts. And I have six or seven strands. So I'm under 100 watts for my whole, all the way around my house, which is why I love LEDs. And I think my incandescents... It might be a little more than that, but not much. Actually, the incandescents aren't as much as you think they are. Um, They are... One light strand of 50 lights is like 70 watts or 60 watts. I want to say it's like running... And that's for the small indoor ones, not the outdoor ones. I I can't remember what the what the wattage is on my lights, but they're actually not... They're not as good as LEDs, that's for sure. But they're, they're equivalent to running a 100-watt light bulb on each on each strand. And I think I have that's six strands. Six, that's 600, 600 watts, watts, That's what I'm saying. I'm yeah. not saying the strand is 600 watts. I'm saying that by the time you do a light show, you're getting thousands oh. of watts going on. Yeah, I, you know, that's a space heater. That's an electric blanket. That's your kids leaving all the lights on in the house. Dude, I'm you know, so cheap. So. Every light bulb in my house is LED. All my Christmas lights are LED. My TVs are LED. The only thing that is a freaking power suck in my house is my stereo. Yeah. Those suckers are not power efficient. That no. The principle that they work off of is just not power efficient, I guess. So <laughs> Everything in my house is energy efficient also. Um, even my furnace, everything's energy efficient. But it's, it's funny, though. The power company still sends me letters like, you consume 5,000% more than your neighbors. It's like, what the heck am I doing wrong? <laughs> they got solar panels on their Gosh, house. Gosh, it's ridiculous. Do you do any other kind of yard ornament for christmas anything else out no i really like the i what you showed me today i think that's really cool and my creative sides thinking of different mediums and 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 frames that you could easily put up and take down and store and stuff like that so my, it got my creative side going but right now just getting the lights on the perimeter of my gutter um, was more than my house has ever had on the outside for the, the holiday season. And um, I really want to participate more during that. I feel like it's almost like missionary work, you know. 
because nobody else. I don't know. Maybe it's not. Maybe everyone puts up Christmas lights now. It doesn't matter your religious beliefs. Maybe I don't know. I but I, I want it to be like, dude, I'm celebrating Christ Christmas. You know, that's the way I'm celebrating it. I when I was a kid, my one of my favorite memories was is going to these places like a Christmas Lane, oh, where absolutely. the whole neighborhood participated. Those are the bomb, and I thought that was the coolest. I feel thing. like those have died. Yeah, there aren't as many, but these light shows with music have really kind of gotten popular. Yeah, especially with the whole tune into FM one hundred or whatever the FM transmitter set to. It costs a little bit to build, but it's really cheap to run. I mean, we're talking like 12 volt LEDs, really efficient, you know? Uh, so that's kind of where I'm going. Uh, my wife is really into trap Christmas music. Thug life. Yeah. Yeah. It's driving this. i like dubstep music. She like trap or dubstep Christmas music. She likes this trap music. So it takes me a long time to build a sequence. Like I built my first sequence last night. It took me quite a while to build this sequence. Like I was surprised at how long it actually took me to build. Um, and I don't think it's great. The one saving grace is, is this trap music has a pretty steady beat. And I just followed that steady beat to get my sequencing up. Um, so if she likes this trap music and it makes it easy to build sequences, maybe I'll roll with it. Um, get an FM transmitter you can come sit out in front of my house and listen to music and watch my little dancing lights. I think that's cool. And I'm not opposed to any of that at my house. It's just money that I don't have. So, but if I could build it slowly over time and, and build uh, maybe aluminum rigs so that I can leave it out in the weather and then pull it in and not have to worry about rust or anything crazy or wood, you know, rotting or anything. Um, And then aluminum channeling is not that expensive. I think that that would be really cool. You could hang, a star from a tree branch or whatever yeah. dangle stuff. Um, so if you want to cool. see something cool, my friend Braxton, I was just talking about with his light show. Uh, he still does quite a bit of stuff last year. It wasn't as big, but this year he bought a 20 foot pixel mega tree. <sighs> and so he's got 16 strands that are 20 feet long and he does it. It's a sweet display. And there's even one of his songs. That's the Grinch song. The Grinch's face comes up on it. Like it's really cool. So <laughs> did he have to, ch- did he have to program that or did he pull from someone? He bought the sequences for it. <clears throat> he bought it as a kit and now he's going to build off of that for the rest of his house. But, um, if you want to see something cool, it's, it's cool. I'll have to, and he has the music going. And so you can sit in it and he kind of lives in a little cul-de-sac so you can sit in his front yard in your car, watch the light show with the music. Um, it's it's really pretty cool. So I'll, I'll get you the address and you can come check it out. If anybody else wants to see it, I'm... How soon does he get it set up? Day after Thanksgiving or does it take a little longer or what? Uh, so he, he's been working on the mega tree. He's had some problems with the mega, mega tree and I've been helping him with that uh, on the computer end. Uh, the dude is just brilliant. He's super smart. But whenever you kind of get into that specialized kind of computer, you know, Raspberry Pi, a Linux operating system, you know, it it takes a long time to learn. And so fortunately, I had already been playing with this. I'm well versed in Linux. I'm well versed in kind of networking and things like that. And so I was able to help him with the parts where he he was having trouble with. He had to spend some time on tech support with them because they'd programmed a couple of sequences wrong on his lights. And so he got it all worked out and the tree's up and I've seen it before, but it's on now. I think after Thanksgiving, he said he was going to turn it on every night. But I've I've seen the sequences. I've 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 watched it. Um, Does so he run it from eight to ten or you know i'm not exactly sure what his schedule is but yeah i'm sure it'll be dark and then he'll i mean it's pointless to turn it on before dark well you could probably see it in the daylight but he's running it he's running it in the dark and it's way cool like it's it's worth bringing your kids over to check it out and you turn your radio to whatever his radio station is and yeah it's really a lot of fun how much is an fm transmitter large enough to shoot out to your street because I, I the FM transmitters that I used when you didn't have a CD player or whatever, you just had the tape player, they were garbage, man. They are garbage. They sucked. 
Is that the same? I mean, are they no. still just as much garbage as what he's using, no. or does he have a better one? You can buy, I mean, you can spend $1,000 on an FM transmitter. You can buy a cheap Chinese. As long as you're only trying to get to the street, you know, the one that I'm looking at is $4.95. Really? And then you got to put your own antenna on it. So mm. pretty cheap. Mm. I don't know. Anything else you want to cover on Christmas decorating? We're already over an hour, so we got to kind of wrap it up. Um. <coughs> No, I think that's good. I uh I think that's good. I don't know what we're what our plan is going to be for December. It's going to be a little bit tougher maybe to do some shows cuz I know that we have some <coughs> time off conflicts, vacation vacation conflicts, use or lose at time that people have and um so it may be hit or miss um for December for for shows but We'll try to at least get a little something out. Well, if we don't have anything else, I'm Dustin. Thanks for tuning in, everybody, and for John. Later. Thanks again for joining us on this week's podcast. You can find more episodes, show notes, and links at our website at www.regularguysrandomthings.com. You can also find us on all the social media platforms like Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. If you enjoyed this week's podcast, please like, comment, and subscribe on your podcast platform of choice. Once again, thanks for listening, and catch us next week for a brand new episode. Jingle bells, jingle bells, Scotty smells, Johnny laid an egg. Mr. Hooper led a pooper right on Johnny's leg. He didn't.